Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. We recap to you our all-in weekend. We talk about Braun completely turning heel, Undertaker and HBK in the middle of the ring on Raw. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ooh, there he goes. We never landed on the moon. Jesus Christ! Then stop, stop making yourself. It's that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, as always. My name is Bill Vagy, a.k.a. the Telesmarketer. And to my right, as always, we have Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer, Zach? Uh, not a lot. I just want to officially thank our newest sponsor, Nike. Uh, they were very... Yes. Yeah, we love Nike here. They were very, very happy whenever you took the knee during the uh, Star Smiggled Banner at All In. I so did take the knee. I thought it was very brave, <laughs> and uh, they're on board. Jason, so we're fucking rolling in it, guys. <laughs> I took the knee during. We were at the closed circuit event at All In, oh, and I took shit. the knee during the Star Spangled Banner. And Jason goes, "Get your ass!" <laughs> <laughs> and to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow me to read from the scripture of the great book, Banned from Ringside, Chapter Three, Verse Fourteen, and the good. Smart saith, hashtag boo the hills. It is all good, baby. Be- glad to be back home. Long weekend. Still kind of recovering, but it's all good, baby. I'm ready to talk a little wrestling. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, cool St. Louis, Missouri. Tonight we have Andrew Bushway turning the knobs tonight. Our favorite, Why our favorite engineer. God, he's the best. Sam and Rich are just fucking pricks. Man, he is the best. We also have... Murray Man in the house tonight. He might be chiming in a little bit later, but if uh, you have any questions or if you have anything that you want to talk about later on, hit us up on Friends of BFR on Facebook and at BFR Pod on Twitter. Now, before we get too far into it, before we talk about our great weekend that we spent together at uh, the (laughs) All In event, uh, we got to talk to you about Soul Taco. Soul Taco's got that day one-ish, guys. They are our first sponsor. They're our most most loyal sponsor. They got the best tacos, burritos, quesadillas. It's that Korean-Mexican fusion food that gets you lit, I promise. It, and I'm not – and I'm telling you that that is the best fast casual food that you can find in the St. Louis, Missouri area – in the Illinois area, we got they got places in St. Louis, Missouri, two food trucks driving around, Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Mm-mm. Chicago, Illinois. Did I miss one? Chesterfield. Did I say Chesterfield? I didn't say Chesterfield. They got one in Chesterfield, too. So if you guys are in the St. Louis area or the Chicago area or in Champaign, go get yourself some Soul Taco. If you're not there... Fly there as soon as you can and get yourself some Soul Taco. It's the shit. And also, we got JJ Twigs. They are also a great sponsor. They're from that day two-ish, and they have that great thin crust St. Louis-style pizza on Southampton. They pour their drinks stiff. I will be there Sunday watching the NFL. I'm sure, like, I haven't really planned it out yet, but... I usually go there on Sundays, have a couple cocktails, have a Super Mario, which is that basil and chopped meatball pizza. They're the best guys. Drink if you guys like Joey Ryan, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys like that thin crust St. Louis style pizza, go get yourself some JJ Twigs and hit me up, hit us up 
on social media at BFR Pod, BFR Bill, BFR Zach, BFR JCB, friends of BFR on Facebook, friends of BFR Band from Ringside on Facebook, at BFR Pod on Instagram. Hit us up and we will send you some $10 gift cards to JJ Twigs on Southampton. You will not regret it. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. You know, we might throw in the BFR t shirt. We just don't know. We didn't get rid of them all. I set off about six care packages today. BFR t-shirts. Hit us up, guys. We have BFR t-shirts. All you got to do is send us a picture that shows that you subscribe to the podcast, and we will send you a shirt. And when I say we, I mean Jason. That would be Maybe maybe a Boo the Heel sticker, too. I don't know. Because Jason's got his shit together a lot more than me and Zach. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but But without further ado, let's get to our three count. Molly Pepper on cue. Let's go back to a early Saturday morning for myself and Bill driving up from the STL up to essentially Schaumburg, Illinois, StarCast all in, two beer waiting for us like a proud poppy with our media badges, got the the table set up with all the BFR merch. It was an amazing, amazing, beautiful setup. If you didn't see it, go to BFR Pod on Instagram. I took a picture of that. Um... Starcast was good. If I think if we had an opportunity to be fans, it'd have been better. But unfortunately, we had obligations as a podcast to promote, get interviews, so on and so forth. Uh, I would say if this comes around, say this time next year, I would highly recommend to go. It was a four day event starting from Thursday, ended on Sunday. It seemed like any of those days would be good days to go, depending on who you wanted to see, whatever the case may be. Um, All in, I would say, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to go, but they did provide us with a nice little tent for a viewing party. Um, The three of us went. We did not get the chance to see the pre-show. I'm sorry, what's the name of the pre-show again? Escapes my memory. WGN? Yeah. um, Over over Budget Battle Royal? Yeah, but the the overall name of the pre-show, I'm sure we didn't see it. We didn't see it. Okay, (laughs) so there you go. Missed that, but did get to see the main card. Um, just briefly going over it, obviously, Cody Rhodes is now the new NWA champion, beating uh, Nick Aldis. I thought this was a pretty good match. It was a little surprising, in my opinion, that Cody went over, but we can talk about that if you like. Uh, Pentagon and Kenny Omega, I thought, had a ridiculously amazing match. Kenny Omega goes over there. Marty Skrull and Okada had apparently a match that went too long, I guess, I was not watching this match at this time. I was bumping my gums. So um, I'm assuming that Okada won this match, correct? Yes. Okada won. The cool uh, thing they did was they came out beforehand uh, and like Christopher Daniels and um, somebody else, I don't know, was pretty fucking banged up, uh, ran into Skrull and said like, hey, you're going to have a really good match tonight and you're going to get some near falls and you're going to come really close, but you're definitely not going to win and Okada's going to beat you kind of giving us the idea that's what everybody thought so then you're like well maybe he is gonna win right but then they gave that as an exact match well no it's the smoke and mirrors at least putting the doubt in our mind that uh okada could actually lose this match i didn't think he was gonna lose it i just thought you know i just wanted to see a good competitive match which we end up seeing what was your favorite match of the night it was to me it was easily omega and pentagon jr i I said pentagon i like pentagon jr from watching 
Lucha Underground recently in the last few weeks. So I knew what he, he was going to bring. Obviously, you know, I think everybody in this room is a Kenny Omega mark. So to me, it was the marriage of two different matches. You had the the m- more physical, just I'm getting ready to take this spike and drill it into your skull of Pentagon Jr. versus the V-Trigger, the... I wouldn't say mixed martial arts, but just a, a strong style version of Kenny Omega. I just like the mix. The spots were good that overall. Was, that I, was my favorite match. I thought, that. yeah, I was going to say overall, I thought it was really good. Adam Page and uh, Joey Janela, I think, is a very cool second. And I said it a week before, I thought they were going to have a good match to begin with, and they end up having a nice little mid card match as well. To me, either or, I wouldn't have a problem with one over the other. Zach, what was your favorite part of the weekend? Uh, man, uh, like All In was great. Uh, you know, we had really good seats for the for the closed circuit, um, and I like I said, I was pretty banged up at that point. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch that six man tag. Not me. It was uh, <laughs> you were more banged up than I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, that six man tag uh, had to go short. I guess it went from like 28 minutes. They ended up getting less than 12. Um, they don't seem to be causing a bunch of drama about it. Twitter marks are causing a bunch of drama because Okada and Skrull went over. Uh, Joey Janela said he went over by like four minutes, uh, and they felt bad about that. And um, you know, could have sacrificed some earlier stuff. Uh, MJF and Matt Cross was not announced on the card, but they you know had like a twelve thirteen minute match at the beginning that, uh, even though it was decent, you know, could have done without to get a little bit more time on that six man. But uh, All In was great. I think my favorite part, uh, and I'll just say because you guys weren't there uh, when I showed wow. up Friday, uh, but it was a good time when I showed up Friday. Got our press credentials and stuff. Um, went to the roast of Bruce Pritchard. And, uh, you know, there was a bunch of talent on the stage, like uh, Legacy Axe, you know, like Jeff Jarrett, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, Sean Waltman, Eric Bischoff, Medusa, Bruce Pritchard himself. Uh, some of those guys were pretty funny. You know, they had, you know, some good jokes. Uh, but the real stars were the actual comedians that they brought in, which thankfully they did. Uh, we actually got interviews with two of them. So, yeah. Keep an eye out uh, for that. Um, and uh, that, you know, could have been, you know, the 15 fireballs I'd had before the show. Uh, but I was fucking belly laughing during that thing. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, it was all broadcast on Fight TV. I don't know if you can buy that, you know, yeah, you in, still re- in retrospect. Yeah, you uh, still can. That is worth, you know, if it's like just like individual episodes or whatever, that's like, that's worth watching. I think you can do it. Day by day, Thursday, you can buy it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so on right and so on. forth. So. Yeah, no, that was that was one of my favorite parts. Uh, just the convention itself uh, was great. You know, so much talent just wandering around. Uh, like Jason said, Man, so if many we were, people wandering around. Oh, yeah. We, it, we were smoking a cigarette out there, and uh, Bruce the Barber Beefcake was just standing like 10 feet away. From, or next, sitting, to, next to Tully Blanchard. Yeah, they, they were just standing there 10 feet away from us. It's Kevin like, Nash rolls out pissed off because he can't get a car. I'm just going to look over. I'm like, well, God damn. Let's go, go Inferno. Ask us where he's supposed to be. You know, I've, stood next, I've stood next to a few wrestlers. Kevin Nash is the biggest one I've ever seen. Uh, easily. I mean, it's, it's not that he's like a brick shit house. He's just freaking tall. Yeah, he, well, he's tall, but he's also he's not a brick shit house anymore. I'm sure he was back in 1996 when let's, they were doing Let's not misunderstand. Would I want to fuck with Kevin Nash at that point? Hell no. So just I mean just from my perspective a quick word on the card like uh they did 
it's weird because when you think about all in, you're kind of thinking about, I, I know that everybody had an eye to the future with this because there was a lot of conversations had during the weekend that this was going to be, uh, this might be the way forward as a way against WWE as a, as a competition against WWE. Everybody thought that it would be another promotion having another TV deal or something like that. But that's not how All In got over. All In got over because being the elite was so popular on YouTube. Yep. And they and a lot of those matches had stories going back 12, 15 months on being the elite. And I'll I'll admit I'm not the I've watched being the elite a couple times, but I'm not uh a faithful watcher of being the elite. I understand I understand whoever I, I understand who everybody is when they got out there. Um I also think that if somebody wants to do, I also think that when people think that Cody and the Young Bucks might sign this year when their contracts are done in three months or whatever, those motherfuckers are not signing with WWE. I don't think so. I know either. that uh, they might be. It might be dumb to turn down WWE money, but I mean we're looking at something completely new here. This is something that's never been done before, which is. Uh, all the indies getting together to put on a big show. And the Bullet Club, there was a lot of Bullet Club on the show. There was the the Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull. Am I forgetting anybody that was on the show? That's an, I think you covered it. I think it means more, this show means more for the Bullet Club than it does for guys like Christopher Daniels and Kazarian and... MJF, it definitely means a lot for those guys, too, because the exposure was incredible. More people watched a Phoenix match at one time this weekend than had ever watched a Phoenix match before, I think. I mean, unless I'm... unless I'm. No, I was going to say, Ray Phoenix is somebody that I've, I've seen maybe two handfuls of times just because I watch a little bit of everything. So, I mean, that's not a surprise. I've seen him on... Major League, uh, Major League Wrestling. You see him on Lucha Underground. You see him on uh, Impact Wrestling. So I mean, there's three places right there. Yeah, Bandito is probably in that category. Yeah, MJF and, for sure is the biggest stage MJF's ever been on. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming so. Uh, what about the guy that fought Omega, which was the best match of the night? Uh, it's Pentagon Junior. Pentagon Junior. Same, same concept. He's, that was my favorite multiple. match of the night. I was on fire. <laughs> you, you guys remember after that match, I was on complete fire. Like that was one of the best matches I've ever seen. I mean, like literally, it was like this was the first time we introduced him to wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Bill was oh, just I was over, the, over the moon, excited. Oh, the, the, we were reacting like we were watching live. Like, <laughs> you know, we were reacting. Yeah, like we were at we the closed circuit party, and the there was there was probably a hundred people in that room, maybe. If even them, that, I think thirty of them were wrestlers. Yeah, that was yeah. going to say there was a lot of wrestlers that were hiding in the back or whatever. But I mean, overall, like you said, I thought. But uh, I mean, that's more people than's ever watched a Pentagon Junior match at one time. If you consider the eleven thousand people in in the auditorium and the people that have, I, I mean, we don't at know one the pay per view buys. It was we a lot of Pentagon's been okay. in some bigger matches. You know, I was going to say he I was, was just at the TNA. Uh, he was just in the main event. Uh, last month, yeah, but this this had to have more buys than any TNA main event in the last four years, right? I don't know the the consensus right now. the The TV buys are not out. It was not on Directv, but it was on most of other things. And the estimate right now for internet pay per views is somewhere between twenty and twenty five thousand, which is significant for internet pay per views because TV bad. usually 
murders internet pay-per-views, but also it's a different crowd. It's you know totally different. So, it's a it's a crowd of young people that that got into it watching YouTube, which is yeah foreign to guys like us. And also it was like forty bucks, and otherwise you could wait a couple days and watch it on New Japan World. Uh, there's also uh, Honor Club, which is you know less than it's like New Japan World price. So it's really kind of hard to tell because it was kind of bifurcated. Uh, buy wise, but well, yeah, it was a big audience. Some of these guys have been in big audiences, but I think what you're saying is a lot of folks at the show, even though they've been in front of bigger audiences, a lot of folks were introduced to some really great talent, and they're going to continue. I'm saying if Pen- I, what I'm saying is if Pentagon Junior decides to tour the Midwest and the Rust Belt and goes up to New England, he's going to make more money going to every single one of those cities because he participated in all in because he fought Kenny Omega in such oh, yeah. in such a killer match. It's a boost it's going to make him more money. I'm not saying it's everybody's going to make more money. Oh yeah. I'm every, saying everybody on that card. But what I'm saying is it's especially good for the Bullet Club. Oh yeah, cuz now yeah. they they have more leverage than any independent wrestlers in history. And you know, you're saying they're definitely not going to WWE. Everybody has a price. They will eventually, probably. But the cool thing is, is they are sticking right together. Now. I don't think it is either, but they are sticking together. I think, and they, I think, that's a cool I think thing. they have the opportunity to do something really special. Now, listen, putting on one show out of a year and having to build up to one show and getting 11,000 people and selling all this, that is something different than putting on a promotion. So okay, yeah. if, if they wanted to do these, if they wanted to do four a year, that would probably be the next step. I don't think that we're, I don't think that we're six months away from being the elite, being the next biggest promotion in the U.S. or anything. But I think we might be five years away from it. No, it, the, the the blueprint is there. It's just where where do you want to go? You just don't want to go too much too fast. Well, I think one to start yes. maybe two yeah, next year, two thousand nineteen, and then kind of go from there. They didn't announce a number two, particularly because WWE is making overtures at them. So why would you? announce a second show whenever that's just a guaranteed no I'm not going they can get an offer from WWE and then go to where maybe that they actually want to go and say can you match this or what can you approach this I mean I suppose that WWE reached out to them the way that you know FX or HBO or Netflix reaches out to some sort of auteur and says hey I'm going to give you this much money and you can do whatever the fuck you want. I am not going to fuck with you. You just do like the way that HBO made the young Pope or something like that. It's like, I'm going to give you all the money you want. Make whatever you want. We're not going to mess with your creative process. I think HBO and, and Netflix would be more likely to do that than Vince. Vince would want it. I think so also. But oh, you know I, so. Vince is going to want all kind of creative control over this. There is some sort of gray area. And in three years, you know, Vince might... Decide I'm gonna go make movies or I'm gonna make the axe app well, or XFL. something like that. Yeah, you know? Whatever. Just about to say Vince ain't going nowhere. So um besides that, I also had a great time with you guys this weekend. I had a you great time okay. at Starcast. <laughs> uh we got some good interviews. We got the blue meanie. We had a killer twenty minutes with Simon Gotch. We had Dan St. Germain from Total Evan Marks. We had Mike Lawrence. Got an interview with Mike Lawrence, who is the season one roast battle champ on Comedy Central, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Ross's roast battle. And uh, Neil Pruitt, who was behind the scenes for a lot of years at WCW Nitro. Uh, I got about seven minutes with him before he blew me off 
told me to hit him up later. And then when I got to him later, said, can we finish this tomorrow? And I said, sure thing, Mr. Pruitt. <laughs> Knowing I was going to be Done. at Denny's tomorrow at noon. Let's <laughs> say this well, interview's like, over. But um, besides that, uh, All In was a great experience, I think, uh, for the podcast. Uh, we pressed the flesh. We handed out some stickers. I didn't press uh, any flesh. Hopefully, uh, if my wife is hopefully, listening. if any of you are listening <laughs> to us listen. and this is your first time listening, we appreciate you reaching out to us. <laughs> and we had a great time. And any other any other thoughts on all in? Uh, I, no, I just like I said the second time around. If we get a chance, things I would want to do things differently on our end, just as the podcast. But I. I wouldn't have traded this for anything in the world. This was this was a nice little experience for 2018. That's good enough for me, and that's going to bring it to us our two counts. Exactly. Hit that fireball, fool. What you got? I'll get the two count first. So, split, uh, split it with me. All right. Uh, two count is uh, HBK on Raw. So uh, Bill graciously gave me this one because uh, I'm such an HBK mark. He's like the first name that I throw up on my Mount Rushmore. Um He's just, oh, he's shaking his head because of the fireball. I thought he was shaking. No, I'm shaking my head because of the HBK ah, and the fuck. fireball. Uh, anyway, so HBK comes out. Uh, basically, this thing we're thinking is leading towards uh, promotion for Triple H versus Undertaker on their last match ever in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, HBK agrees with Steve Austin. You know, in the predictions, they had a bunch of people predicting uh, Ric Flair, Mick Foley. Almost everybody picked Taker except for Austin and HBK. HBK, you know, is going to pick Triple H because they're boys, and he's got this thing with The Undertaker that goes way back. Uh, both basically citing the Triple H's uh, got more left in the tank. And then Taker comes out, and Michael Cole acts like he's super surprised, even though everybody fucking knew Taker was going to be on this show. Uh, so... Taker comes out, and they start having some banter, and very quickly we move from a promotion of a match between Triple H and Taker in Melbourne to HBK Taker, uh, talking about... Pretty weird. Yeah, talking about, uh, you know, HBK hasn't wrestled since 2010. Undertaker retired him. HBK is talking about, I respect the retirement clause. I respect the people. Everybody asked me to do one more match. Man, that, was, uh, that was great. It was so good. Yeah. And uh, Taker says, well, if you do one more match, just know that I'll bury you just like you uh, buried, you know, I'm going to bury your boy in, in Melbourne. So uh, just real interesting because it's a potential HBK return. And, uh, you know, that's wild to me. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be a bit against somebody younger and, and cool like you'd like to see, like Styles or Daniel Bryan or something like that. Uh, but, I mean... Probably, if it did happen, it'd be at one of these big house shows like Australia, probably Saudi Arabia, because that's where the money is. Because uh, last time, remember, they asked for, like, Yokozuna. They're like, well, he's dead. They're like, all right, well, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's dead, too. And they're like, the guy in the cowboy hat. And it's like, oh, Jim Ross? Yeah, well, uh, maybe we can get Jim. Let, let me ask you this. Would you rather Shawn Michaels not ever wrestle again, or would you rather him fight Undertaker at some sort of bullshit event like Undertaker's fighting Triple H at. Because Undertaker, as much as as much as they're putting the video packages out there, Undertaker versus Triple H is not sacred. No, no. I mean, it's like, who cares? It's like, oh, the last time ever. Ooh. 
I'm but, not excited about that I mean, match. But I'm interested, but, but I'm not under, excited. Undertaker versus HBK feels a little sacred. That is sacred. The only thing, you know, you have to worry about ruining that legacy. Um, would you like to see him against a, a younger guy, you know, like Styles or something? Because you've never seen it. Now, that's... That, that was my next question. Would you rather see him against Styles or Daniel Bryan or somebody like yeah, that? Yeah, because there's no legacy to ruin in that case. You can just be like, oh, man, you know... And I, I'm such a fucking HBK mark, I'd be like, oh, man, he's still got it. Like, I just have a feeling that he would put on a show. Uh, yes, he would put on a show. It wouldn't be, you know, fucking 90s, 2000s HBK, but I still I still have I have more faith in him putting on a good match than I do Taker. Um, JCB, thoughts on HBK-Taker interaction? It stole the show on Raw this week. Which uh, wasn't a tall order, Not hard to but um, um, what do you think? I was there for Shawn Michaels' last match against Taker. I was there for WrestleMania. In and Humble Brag? Phoenix? It was in Phoenix, yeah. It's a humble brag my ass. Shit, I was there, motherfucker. I got the shirt to prove it. I'm bragging my motherfucking ass off, okay? <laughs> it was the main event. So, I mean, it goes past John Cena. It goes past Edge. It goes past Chris Jericho, Batista. This was the main event of that WrestleMania streak. That was Cena, Batista was in that WrestleMania, and who did Edge fight? Chris Jericho. Jericho. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, above both world championships, they had this match to seal the deal. Obviously, Taker wins. It's an amazing match. I just want to leave it alone. Sometimes there's no reason to make the sequel when the original is just good enough. Okay? Leave it alone. I'm not saying that... Shawn Michaels can't do it. I'm sure he could. I'd just rather see him do it versus somebody that we haven't seen before versus now, okay, yeah, there's intrigue with Taker and, and uh, Trip or uh, HBK. Last time we saw it, obviously, one had to retire. I is, get that angle. Is there intrigue in HBK versus Taker because, 3 in 2019? Because in his heart of no. hearts, he didn't say it. HBK basically was like, look, I'm doing this because I lost and I'm a man of honor. Don't think in the back of his mind, K-Fabe style, that uh, Shawn Michaels doesn't think, if you give me one more chance, I can take this fool. That was the whole build-up to this. Just give me one more chance. He lost that match the year before, and then he came back for the rematch. And also, K-Fabe style, HBK brought up the streak and how it's no longer valid because... Taker's lost, obviously. So now, HBK, it almost like it left. It's almost like it left the door open for HBK to come in and beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Now, let me ask you this, Mister WWE hater. Over there. <laughs> I don't hate the WWE. I call it out. Do you think that HBK and two old men, HBK and Taker, two old men wearing cowboy hats? In 2018, in the middle of, or 2019, when WrestleMania comes around, would you rather those guys take 30 minutes from a slot where somebody like Elias could maybe uh, maybe foster a new rivalry with somebody else or somebody like, shit, I don't know, uh, who else is good that's young that's not there all that or Bobby Roode or somebody like that is like do you think that Taker and Shawn Michaels should be taking 30 minutes out of a seven hour show 
when we could be fostering the new. Okay, okay here's the and problem. I, and, I'll, and I'll remind you that we were at All In this weekend and that it doesn't take a whole bunch of legends to put together a really good wrestling show. That's okay. true. Okay, here's the problem. Also, real it. quick, you say 30 minutes. I assume seven of that is Taker's entrance, seven of that is HBK. And then and at least 16 10, minutes. 10 minute match. No, you're right. And then like four minutes of crying in no, the No, you're ring. right. It'd be 40. And then Triple H would come out to his entrance and they'd all walk backwards up the ramp, facing God, walking backwards in the hell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here, allow me to answer the question. That's a drill joke. Here's the, here's the problem with it. I, a, I don't think it's going to happen at WrestleMania, but let's just say for the sake of argument, it does. Do I think they'll give them 30 minutes? Hell yeah, they would. WrestleMania isn't about the smarts. WrestleMania is about the casual fan bringing brought into our little world for the next five to seven hours, give or take. Okay? Yeah. It has nothing to do with us. If this was, okay, now uh, the Super Show Showdown, or Super uh, Showdown, whatever you want to call it, perfect. If you want to go to Saudi Arabia, Perfect. That's a house show match. I, I had a buddy who was Australian, and every sentence he said, and it like it was a question, so you have to call it the Super Showdown? Question mark? I don't, look, I don't even... It's between that and evolution. I don't care about either one of them. They're just Ooh, stupid parts. Look, sexist. Oh my no, god! That's not even Mr. sexist. It's poor. It's, just, misogyny it's over poor here. booking. Who wants to see fucking Lita and Mickey? Nobody wants to see that. You fucked it up. It's either Mickey and Trish Stratus or Trish Stratus yeah. and Sasha. That's the match. Nobody want- wants to see fucking Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey. But- that's what's wrong with it. The fact is it's is that poor. Who she's fighting? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what's poor they booking. That? Yeah, a, they've already announced it. That's is, all I'm saying. The main event is Nikki versus Ronda Rousey? Yes. Yeah, they, they know Ronda's that. in the main event. Wait, they announced that? They, it's been it's, announced for weeks. They're going to do it. Now, you're just no, waiting it for, hasn't been announced, though. They're, they're, Nikki's going to turn on been, fucking Ronda down in Australia, All and right. that's how it's going to come down. That's what the problem is. It's poor booking. You had this perfectly set up at oh, the Women's Royal Rumble, wait. and you fucked it up. All right, that's going to do it for our three counts. All right, and our third one's going to be, and this is, you know, I, I don't want us to get too far away from it because we, god damn, we don't have a whole lot of time left. I don't want to get too far away from it. Uh, They brought out Braun this week as a pure heel. Last week we talked about whether or not Braun, if they were going to play Shades of Grey with Braun and Roman. Braun came out this week with McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler and apparently has gone full heel. And I said it on Twitter uh, at the end of the show when it was Braun versus Balor and the Shield came out. After getting arrested. On Labor Day. They got arrested on Labor Day. And they, get out. They got released. On Labor Day. They got, they rele- got, they got released within an hour and a half. And released. released on and, their own recognizance. And driven back by the police. <laughs> on Which, Labor Day. That's white privilege, motherfuckers. I mean to tell you that my and, black ass get arrested on Labor Day. And they got to drive back the police van into the stadium. Okay. How are you driving the police van? But my point is, is that. This is what I always say. The only reason that Braun's a... I always say all roads lead to Roman, right? That's why I always say all roads lead to Roman. The only reason they had Braun Strowman flip heel is to get Roman over. The only reason they added the shield to Roman was to get Roman over. The only reason they had him get arrested and drive in the uh, 
police van and have Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose leave the Stone back of the cold. van. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold's back in the building! Coming over. And I think what pissed me off the most this week... And I said I was going to play. Oh, I said I was going to play Devil's Advocate. Come on over to Dark Side. Advocate. The only the thing that pissed me off this mo- the most this week was when they have the entire roster come down and try God. to break up the fight. And okay, fine, whatever. That's Vince's move. Vince does it. Vince. Is, I started rewatching wrestling back in two thousand nine. He does it at least twice a year. Jason pointed out to me earlier tonight that he has done it. I think four times this year. Like all with Roman. Uh, Lashley, Lashley, Brock, this one. Yeah. Okay, that's with Roman. Yeah. So then you have my dude, Kevin Owens, who quit last week. He ain't even gone a month. He gone one week. One week. One week. He didn't miss a show. He missed house shows. Huh? He missed house shows. That's it. But that doesn't mean shit to anybody that doesn't watch house. That doesn't go to house shows. Yeah, but it means something to the people. It means that the people that didn't get to see KO at a house show because he quit, the storyline meant nothing. So it just meant that they fucking. That's a really. Him. That's a really small percentage of their yeah. viewership. Imagine but if they were in St. Louis and we were there, and you didn't get to see your fucking boy because he storyline quit for a week. Uh oh. I would have been like, maybe he's got diarrhea and he just didn't show up at the show. Whatever, <laughs> man. You'd be over Who there pissed. Who gives a shit? Oh, You'd be over there pissed. Shut up. Don't come lie. On. No. Don't lie. If they Kevin deserve, they deserve time off. It, they yeah. deserve time off. But Kevin Owens wasn't here on the day of a house show. You'd be over there pissed off like you should be. You guys are getting bogged down the wrong shit. So, <laughs> KO comes back at the end. Ooh, boss says you get the bug going wrong. Shit. I didn't say anything. I didn't so, say it. KO comes back this week, fights Bobby Lashley during a Jinder Mahal segment, which, of course, WWE's got their finger on the pulse of what makes their uh, characters great because they got Bobby Lashley in comedy segments. Fucking idiots. And then, and then you got Kevin Owens comes back and he starts beating up the shield because all the heels are out there beating up the shield because they pissed off Braun Strowman and he's on Baron Corbin's side. Braun Strowman just threw KO off the top of a cage five weeks ago. That's true. That's, five weeks ago. That is absolutely valid. So, so now they're fighting on the same team. So K-Face style. It doesn't make any sense. At it makes all. no sense, and that infuriates me. It's WWE logic. I mean, the start of the show, yeah. you had the whole locker room breaking up. I tell you fight. before we came in tonight, I told you I was going to be Vince's advocate and I was going to be just pro WWE the entire time. I just got too worked up. It's just, it's just such bullshit the way they treat KO. KO, go to All In Number Two, run that shit, make your money, boy, get that money. Yeah, but he wasn't going to be mad if KO wasn't here at the house show. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm rooting for his whole family, though. Like I'm, I'm on the. I'm about the long term. Family KO. is gonna be okay. What's not okay is is the fact that you insult my intelligence time after time after time again. This is my problem with WWE. You do it one way on the same fucking show. You had the locker room, the entire locker room, come out on the behest of Baron Corbin. If I'm Finn Balor, fuck you. I'm not coming out. A, I'm not coming out here because you said so. And B, why does this even concern me? None listen, of this concerns listen, me. Listen, I don't want to insult your intelligence, and I don't want to disrespect you. Oh, shit. This so, just give us your last thoughts on this. It's WWE And that's going to do it for our <laughs> three counts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's our who's our third sponsor tonight? <laughs> third sponsor this you a bitch. Third sponsor this week is F and B Eatery. Go and find them on 
3453 Hampton, Southampton, just down the street from uh, JJ Twigs. I know it sounds like we're trying to lock down all of Southampton, but it just so happens that this is very coincidental. I will personally be there tomorrow afternoon getting my snooks tomorrow. Hey, you can do that shit. That's <laughs> if you pull off snooks, I'll be more than grateful. I was about to say, it would save me some grief. I will personally be there tomorrow getting a hamburger for myself, taking a hamburger to one of my associates from work. Hopefully she will like us that way. My uh, neck can stay intact. If, once again, you are not about the hamburgers, they do have patty melts. They got grilled turkey. You got a Reuben. You got a barbecue steak burger. They will do breakfast from 8 to 10. Follow them on Facebook so you can get those updates. Wednesday morning, they did a breakfast from 8 to 10 o'clock. I can't speak for myself. I'll speak for myself on this one. I'm not a huge breakfast fan, for, but time to time, especially on the way back to Chicago, breakfast hits the spot. So, like I said, go check out F&B Eatery, 3453 Southampton. This is banned from ringside. Hey, I got a funny rundown of Raw from somebody on Reddit. Give it up. All right, so this just goes to show how batshit awful crazy i saw that the fucking booking and creative is in wwe so we got a full-on Shawn michaels versus undertaker tease in 2018 we, we talked about that mm. lita versus mickey james also 2018 check we talked about that alexa bliss won a match with an arm bar thank you that should happen against natalia of yeah. all people that's a real thing that happened dude uh, elias told us She's how much athlete. he hates women who hit men <laughs> Uh, we got to watch Bobby bad. Lashley meditate with Jinder Mahal. You mentioned that one. Mm. Uh, Victor of the Ascension called Chad Gable a duck butt, and they were defeated by him and Bobby Roode, who are now teaming as father and son. Uh, but that's not even the weirdest alliance of the night, because we have Drake Maverick with AOP uh, as a heel manager on Monday and a babyface general manager on Tuesday. Come on, man. All right, all right. Hold on. Brie Bella failed a suicide dive not once but, but twice. twice. And Liv Morgan, of all people, was the MVP of the match. Uh, the Shield... KO, uh, Baron Corbin sent out a full-fledged army to basically murder the shield and lay their dead bodies next to each other. Drew Gulak was one of them. Why? I don't know. Uh, and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre won the tag titles and nobody fucking cares because everything else was so bad. <laughs> we gonna sneak that one in. I mean, come on, man. Right, How you gonna fit in that? Two things I'd want. Thanks to user Lemon Stains on Reddit for that. Well, there's two things I'd want to talk about uh, there. The first one being that Dolph Ziggler and McIntyre won the tag titles. And this is, again, something that is all roads lead to Roman. They are putting, they put the tag titles. I mean, I mean, they like, the, I don't think the B team was ever supposed to be a long-term run as the tag title champions. But putting on Dolph Ziggler and McIntyre and pushing the revival out Seems short-sighted and also designed to put Roman Reigns over because you have to make the guys look stronger when Roman Reigns wins. So, thoughts on Ziggler? I think Ziggler and McIntyre are great tag team champions. Like, I don't think that's a bad idea for tag team champions. I just don't like the way they did it with no build and, uh, like, there was literally no build. Like, they weren't even supposed to have that match. It was the night of. It was the night of, right. Okay, They're just like, Don't what happens? Dance. What happens if the revival can't make it? Dun, like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so, so yeah, of course. Happen. So you know what's going to happen? They jump the revival, of course, and then they'll go did off. They and even win the show titles. them jump the revival. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, here's the thing. It's cool. Drew and and Ziggler are bigger stars than the revival. The revival are capable of being big stars, though, especially in a tag team scenario, and they could 
can put on amazing tag team matches. You know, it's nice to have the tag titles on what seems like a a worthwhile team. You know, like Ziggler and you know Drew. You know they're getting are, ready to break up. Yeah. But and that's I think that's Ziggler why and Drew? that's why it's uh, happening. Not, I mean, that's no. not going to be anytime soon, but down the line this you know this partnership is not going they to They will go through WrestleMania. I'm I'm, I'm predicting <laughs> as champs. No, no, not as champs, but as a team, they'll go through WrestleMania. I still think that's a long reach, but go and ahead. Then ev- and then eventually, McIntyre will squash. I bet. I bet McIntyre throws fucking Ziggler out of the ring at the Royal Rumble. I bet McIntyre is uh, probably facing Reigns in a meaningful feud at this time next year. Mm, I would like to think so, but. It, oh, or Braun. I mean, I think Ma- damn, Mac- man. McIntyre's meant for big things. I yeah, mean, I'd oh, rather yeah. see Drew McIntyre at this point. Braun is running its course. As soon as he loses this time around, he needs to go away for a little bit. Let let other guys come on up and get fed. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was Drake Maverick with uh, AOP, which I don't think is a terrible idea. I liked Ellering with him better, but they need a manager. Putting Drake Maverick in the uh, SWAT gear is horrible ridiculous Bad. and who signed off on that that shit? was the, the dumbest idea ever it was so it, dumb. it's already bad enough that i watched 205 live <laughs> enough so i'm like okay this is the 205 live manager but now he's, no, he's the, good though like i'm not this no, dude he was rockstar he, he needs to be one or the other then he needs to be one or the other he can't be the manager and the gm that's all i'm saying I think they'll probably move him full time to Raw if they think it's working because they don't care about 205 Live. Clearly. Daniel Bryan faced Andrade C and Almas again. Those guys clearly have some really good uh, chemistry together. They're both great wrestlers. Both great wrestlers. Yes, definitely. Uh, Andrade fucked up Daniel Bryan's chest. Yeah. He got his ass good. (laughs) He got his ass good. Um, Just a quick thought on, on Daniel Bryan. He doesn't have to win every match. Somebody said to me on Twitter he should win 95% of his matches because he's a main event star. No, he shouldn't. He needs to start putting guys over. This was a, a perfect opportunity between last week or this week to put almost over clean, and they distracted finish the week before, and then he lost this week. I don't want to hear about it to his size. They did a whole WrestleMania program about him overcoming the odds. It was called WrestleMania 30. Get over it. <laughs> also, he uh, almost ain't that much bigger than him. No, and, and almost is a serious star, like, all around the world. He's not in WWE yet, uh, but, I mean, was great in NXT, New Japan, Mexico. Uh, also, uh, Brian resigned on Monday. Yeah, I just so. saw that today. Uh, we have Rusev Day, or Rusev in English, versus The Bar next week to see who faces the New Day at Hell in the Cell. Last year, if you'll remember, uh, the New Day versus the Usos stole the show at Hell in the Cell, it was the best match by a long shot. Yeah. Except, I mean. Do they go to it again? I guess there's the question. Um, I think you should. Yeah, no. there's history. I mean, no, it's you not. Know they can do it the again. The Usos lost. It's Rusev versus oh, that's the right. Bar. That's right. That's right. So it's, I, I would I would think they're going to put the bar in there and it's not going to be in a cell. Probably not. I will, I mean. New, that, day, that, New day bar is better. That stole the show last year. I can't believe it's been a year. But believe it. <laughs> that, that was the most nervous I've ever been watching a match last year. Was Kevin Owens versus Shane on top yeah. at Hell in a Cell? That was I was I was terrified the I entire time. I couldn't sit still and I could barely sit down. Like, um, I was like standing in my living room, like half crouched. <laughs> like, I couldn't, I couldn't move. Were you gonna go say KO just in case he falls through? Your quads are probably still sore. 
Um, there was That's Becky, a lot to hold up. <laughs> Becky Lynch uh, and Charlotte had. I I liked that segment where they were side by side cutting promos each on each other this week. Um, I know that there were you named a bunch of women's matches that you weren't looking forward to. You gotta be this looking, is the one. You got to be looking forward to oh, Becky yeah. Lynch versus oh, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. I was going to oh, say, yeah. if we can get two, three matches out of this, I would be more than ecstatic with that. Asuka made her Holy return. shit! Ladies and gentlemen, back from the side of the boat card, Asuka's return. What has it been, like, six years? She must have been hurt, right? No. Had no, they didn't have anything for her. They is that it? Don't. That's the only reason they she came, she came back during Naomi a Naomi and Peyton. Well, that's a, that's such a waste of Oscar. Okay, she's oh, getting yeah. right a few with the iconics. There's just, that's that should be more than Samoa Joe and AJ. Any thoughts? I mean, this should be in a cell, but I guess it's not. <laughs> I don't know yet. It should be in a cell. It should be. Yeah, that's Joe's great, great as always. It's- You've made this personal at a, on a personal angle. This needs to be in a cell. Yeah. Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy doesn't. Last but not least. Um, I appreciate the way that SmackDown does undercard stuff. I appreciate that R Truth and Carmella are hooking up. <laughs> I think it's I, it's at least something. And having Ty Dillinger that was there, funny. Ty Dillinger. Well, when R Truth said that Maurice is my cousin from Detroit, that was funny. Oh yeah, and whenever he like he kept just calling her the other Carmella. <laughs> yeah, when he couldn't get Carmella and Maurice. Uh, but I like that they have undercard stuff going on. Raw doesn't seem to do that at all. Like they just all they do. F- it's just it's Jinder Mahal and Bobby Lashley meditating until KO comes out and jumps them. This is banned from ringside. Okay, everybody. Before we go, we got a bunch of birthdays this week. We got Braun Strowman is thirty five. Molly Holly is forty one. Raven, who we saw this weekend, I stood uh, behind him in the line at the bathroom, is fifty four. I had no idea who he was. You could barely recognize him if you. I was last time you seen him was I didn't even in the two thousand. Oh, he looked like he him. just looked like a chubbier DDP or something like. He had blonde hair. I did not know who he was. I'm sure I walked by him. Uh, Sarah Logan is 25. Don Morocco is 69. The Rock. Nice. Hey, 69. Hey, fist bump. Fist bump. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was about to say. Trevor Murdoch is 38. Matt Morgan, who I was always a fan of in TNA, is 42. Paul Heyman is 53. And Road Warrior Animal is 58. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours for Murray Man. Check! For Andrew Bushway. Wally Pip in the house, check! For Vice. Vice, how at your boy, check! For Shock City Studios. Check! For Soul Taco, Jack. for JJ Twigs, Jack. for Evan B. Eatery, Jack. for Two Beer Zach Bowman, Jack. for Jason Gordillas Bill. I'm ready to go to sleep. I am Bill Vegas, the Telus Marketer, and everybody, boo the heels! Boo!